Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is the worm in a foot, Mars. Oh, that's my least favorite. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I quit. Effective immediately. This has been great. I learned a lot. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> I, I, I had to come up with it on the fly, and I'm so traumatized by it. It's like all I can see. <laughs> and i chose this too i cannot believe you chose this movie this blows my mind that's how horrifying it was is that i needed to talk about it to exercise it from my soul yeah because i'm not pro foot but i'm not anti-foot and even i was trying to leave my body during that <laughs> scene <laughs> exit brain leave onto the ethereal plane i was not trying to be present for what i saw so that you chose this movie blows my mind but we'll get there we're getting ahead of ourselves as usual so okay today we're going to be reviewing a little movie called beach house which is the movie that made me become as pro footwear as mars for the very first time welcome Welcome to this side of the argument. The water is, I have no idea because I have shoes on and I can't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> so Mars, how have you been? I've been good. As as good as anyone can be. <laughs> given right. the, the times. I'm doing, yeah, you know. Fair, fair. Pretty even keel. Pretty normal. How about you? Pretty good. I don't have a warm-up question because we're all nice and toasty. Speaking of toasty, segue alert, 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 <laughs> alert. As we have spoken about in the past, this episode, we are going to be enjoying a very nice adult beverage courtesy of the Prisoner Wine Company. Now, which one are we going to be drinking tonight, Mars? And why was this your selection? Tonight's selection is a very elegant Pinot Noir called Eternally Silenced, which I chose to go with this movie because that's kind of how it ends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. We probably should have done the spoiler warning. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler. It ends with wine. Don't worry about it. All right. There you go. They end up in a wine barrel. Wait, no, no, no. That's not how it goes. Is that the name of my autobiography? Don't worry about it. It ends with wine. I mean, it's definitely something that that would go on the jacket or at least a chapter, maybe the epilogue. I feel like that's my mantra that gets me through the day at work. I'm like, don't worry about it. This day ends with wine. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is the fanciest wine I've ever had in my life, though. Yeah. We usually, for listeners, this is behind the scenes thing. We usually sit and chit chat for at least a half an hour just about all the crazy stuff that's happened this week and yada, 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 and just BFF catch up time. But the whole time we've had these glasses of wine sitting next to us and we can smell them and we're desperate at this point. I know. <laughs> okay, so according to the description, apparently it is seamlessly layers intense red berries on the palate. This is where I pretend to know about wine. Are you impressed? Yeah, it also lists flavors of pine needles into that cranberry Ooh. into that dark cherry into that mm. I, i'll just list them and stop saying into that because i think i'm into all of this yeah uh dark cherry cedar clove brown spice Ooh. very soft red berry balanced acidity that's important i like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah right. i don't know that much about wine but it smells, God, it smells amazing good. it smells so good and i also am not here. a sommelier in any way 
Mm-mm. And I've always been like, oh, I can't tell the difference between good wine and wi- bad wine. I just smelled a good wine. And it turns out I can't tell. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this doesn't smell like regret at all. <laughs> this doesn't smell like poor life choices. This smells like fancy shit. Mm. This doesn't smell like it came out of a box. Ooh, yeah. I don't No hints of cardboard at all. I just... <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right let's take should we take our first sip yes all right cheers cheers oh dang oh my god that's dangerous oh my god mars this is so good <gasps> oh, i know no. it sounds like an ad but i'm gonna have trouble going back to my box rosé after this. oh i was just thinking that i was like and now i'm ruined and now i'm ruined forever it's really freaking good. So the thing is, is that it's not really, really heavy. I mean, it's a Pinot Noir, so it's not one of the heavier red wines. It's so light that somehow it's a refreshing red wine. I don't know a lot about wines, but I do know that when there's a lot of tannins and you get that kind of almost the back of your mouth, like, feel. Yeah. There's none of that. This goes down <gasps> easy. Oh my god. So easy. <laughs> remember how we're like oh, we're gonna enjoy one glass of this wine over the next that few nights night. i know might not happen. <laughs> i don't know that that's gonna end up being true seriously mars this is what good t- wine tastes like now i get it yeah i just thought wine was wine and people were up their own asses about wine but no it actually matters <laughs> <laughs> right yeah fine it's like you know, in Fantasia, when all it's the Greek god mythological creature party, and yeah. there's that one god who's just the god of wine. Yeah, and I always see that, and I'm like, ooh. At some point, you start thinking about oh, all the burning from the wine, and like oh, the the acid reflux or whatever. No, 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 no. This must no. be what he's because this is going down like water. Right. This is how you end up a prisoner to wine. I see. Now I understand yeah. the company name now. Uh huh. A hundred percent. Wow, this is going to be a fun show. It looks like I'm going to have to cut out some other expenses so I can start buying prisoner wine (laughs) company wine because I don't know that I can go back after this. Okay. All right. So I feel like definitely if you are able to get your hands on some of this prisoner wine, this is 100% what you should pair with this movie. And, you know, just looking at their website and all the wines that they offer, just the art that they put into this is... Yes. I'm still still in love with it. It looks so good. It's so cool. It's that Goya connection. Yeah. I mean, I feel like as horror fans, we all love Goya already. And right. that's a perfect pairing. <laughs> 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 yeah. So as always, we'll include the link to Prisoner Wines and this one in particular in the show notes on the website. So if you want to pick up a bottle, we can help you connect you onto the the highway to this magical wine i honestly there's some part of me that forgot why we're here aside from just this wine i was like oh it's wine night i feel like now we need to start a wine podcast just so we can have an excuse for people to be like please send us nice wines we could not afford nice wines but we like nice wines help me i'm poor (laughs) i'm poor but my taste is expensive yeah no kidding i get it now I do too, 100%. I am so sorry for all of the blasphemy that I've spoken against nice wines in the past. Please forgive me. (laughs) I really thought I'm more of a white wine person because I don't like that really hard, like I said, that sort of tannin-y kind of harshness. That that really heavy kind Mm -hmm. of, yeah. But this feels like a nice light wine 
it just has the more rich like ready i guess no pinot noir flavor which by the way i really am resisting the urge of singing pinot noir i just want i'm not gonna do it i just want credit <laughs> for knowing that i didn't <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes sometimes recognition for being you know <laughs> exercising some self-control is needed right good job good job rachel i am proud of you thank you i am a grown <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so although we have partially spoiled portions of this movie already, Mars, can you please let our no- listeners know what our spoiler policy is? We are going to spoil this whole thing. Unless I forget some parts, but you know, you'll fill in. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We're going to talk about the whole thing beginning to end. So if you haven't seen it and you would like to see it before we tell you all about it, go ahead and pause. Go watch the movie. It's on Shudder. If you have seen it or you don't care, then stick around and we'll get real grossed out together oh yes yes we will i mean there's a handful of kind of gross parts in it but the one part that is so gross is so so gross (laughs) it is so 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 gross (laughs) shocking right yeah more than you expect yeah 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 this is i i don't know the last time I watched something where my knees lifted from the ground and pressed against my own chest. <laughs> like, like, this movie made me do. Like, I yeah. went sort of vertical fetal watching this. So the first time I saw this was before I suggested it for the show. I was just watching it to watch a movie. And the first time I saw that scene, I think my my whole body just went into a state of paralysis. And I just stood, I sat there with my jaw hanging open for so long, I drooled a little bit because I just was so, so shocked by how gross this was that I couldn't even move or react. It was just like, <gasps> yeah, it is shock. I mean, I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's a yeah. perfectly crafted every single moment of it to just maximize your discomfort. Yeah. All right, awesome. So we're going to get to review next. But before that, here's a little message from our buddies over at Here's Johnny Podcast. Tales of giant monsters are as old as tales themselves. What makes those stories fit into the kaiju genre and just how scary can they be? Larry and Justin are pursuing this very knowledge on the Here's Johnny Podcast, a horror show that arrives every week, just like your favorite radio drama, but instantly through forbidden sciences known as Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. There are a ton of kaiju out there to learn about. Just listen to your local emergency officials and stay out of their paths. Wait, say that again? Uh, Sorry, folks. I'm getting a message from our staff. Uh, Folks, we're getting reports that a massive creature has just risen off the coast of this station and is heading this way. Please follow evacuation protocol and... Listen to the Here's Johnny podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Okay, so quick information about this. This movie is directed by Jeffrey A. Brown, who has done a ton of production work. He did a ton of of location management on all kinds of things that you love. But this is actually his first feature film. Really? Yes. He both wrote and directed this. Oh, my God. So for a first time out the gate full feature film director that's pretty pretty impressive it was shot in in massachusetts 
and okay. it has yeah that's i don't actually have a ton of information on this <laughs> <laughs> and having drank a little wine is not helping me fake it right now <laughs> oh yeah this is going straight to my head this is usually why i don't drink right at the top of the show it's more of a as the show goes on well that, and usually when i do the show i'm drinking some form of beer because i'm like i shouldn't i shouldn't be doing this with more than a four to five percent alcohol content so the yeah. fact that we're kicking it off with uh yeah with a nice glass of wine <laughs> all right let's get into this here movie since i have completely failed in the production and background information mars tell me about the beach house the beach house starts out with some underwater scenes that the first time i saw this movie i was just kind of like okay filler right it's just kind of scenes mm. of cloudy spore like things coming out of like a coral reef kind of deal and yeah I was just sort of like, like, okay. like water venting out of some underwater hot spring or something yeah yeah and i already know you know it's called the beach house and the ocean was going to be involved and so i thought okay so maybe this is just gratuitous ocean footage it is not but uh when we get into the real characters we meet emily and randall who are the main characters of this movie and they are going to randall's parents beach house for you know a weekend or whatever and it's real real empty even though it looks like a really picturesque idyllic beach town kind of and they get to the house i mean we find out later that they're taking this trip because they're having some relationship issues and they wanted to take a weekend to work it out but at this point, all we know is that they show up at this house, they miss each other, and they go and have some daytime sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the, the drama that we find out later about them is that Randall dropped out of college and just kind of disappeared on her. Right. And didn't even send her texts or call her later or whatever, explaining he kind of just disappeared. And again, more information we find out later, but it's that he ha is having sort of one of those existential crises. Totally. You know, the college is just turning churning out graduates and what's the point of it all? And there's got to be more to life than a career and the home and the family and all this, that kind of, right. you know. Someone whose dad owns a beach house kind of problem. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> yep. 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 So anyway, so Emily posts their, their little sex capade goes downstairs and that's when she starts noticing a lot of details in the house that she didn't notice before she finds love a this pill, scene. yeah pill box by the sink and the bathroom cabinet is full of pills and then she goes downstairs and there's dirty dishes out and food left on plates and there's groceries in the fridge and she's kind of just wandering around and finding all these things which are strange for a house that nobody's supposedly been in for a while right. and then she comes across a lady who's just kind of sitting at the table staring at the window so emily sneaks back upstairs and tells randall like there's people in the house you know they go downstairs scare the shit out of jane who's <laughs> oh, the woman poor jane. That they, i know and at that time mitch her husband comes back with groceries and that's when we find out that mitch and jane are friends with randall's father mm -hmm. they asked randall's father if his they could dad's borrow... name is doc which is the richest dude name oh ever <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And so they had arranged to be in the beach house that weekend. Randall hadn't spoken with his dad because he and his dad are, you know, bad terms because of the dropping out of college thing. And so he had just sort of shown up assuming that the house was going to be empty. Ultimately, both couples decide to stay in the house and they decide to have dinner together. And, you know, it's kind of implied, but we do get more information about it later that Jane is terminally ill mm -hmm. and Mitch is, wanted to bring her out to this beach house because it was one of the, the places that they have a lot of happy memories with and right. yeah it's one of those things where they're you can't tell are they creepy are they not creepy but ultimately they turn out to be very sweet people yeah but this movie does a good job of 
of constantly seeding in these almost red herrings of like you should be afraid of this you should be afraid of this and then when it finally you discover what you're supposed to be afraid of it's interesting because unlike all these other things it felt very sinister it's actually this very beautiful thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah so the, they all have dinner together and that's when we learn more about emily that she's studying organic chemistry and she wants to get her graduate degree and randall's very much like earlier in the movie he had said to her like oh this place is actually really nice in january and he's trying to convince her to basically drop out of school and just move into this beach house right. with him and live vacation 24 7 right which again is i mean only something someone seriously suggests yeah. when they uh when your dad's name is doc and he owns an amazing beach house <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so while they're eating dinner they realize they've run out of wine and so randall suggests that they share an edible which emily is opposed to but they do it anyway. Right. It's funny because it was exactly, I was like, yeah, this is exactly how that evening would go. Totally. If, you know, where Emily's just going on and on about the basis of, uh, what was it that she wants to go into? Astrobiology? Yes, or which whatever. was so interesting, to, to be honest. I was like, yeah, I wanted to have a meal with her and eat an edible and hear all about astrobiology and just have my yeah. mind freaking blown. But it's like, you know, I mean, you've totally been there, right? Where you've maybe done some stuff and then someone just is so impassioned about something, but now right. it's like enlightened because of the right. edible. Like it's so and just, deep. Yeah. <laughs> and they just yeah. want to talk about it, you know? And my train of thought would immediately have gone exactly where Jane's was, which was, are you talking about aliens? Let's talk about I aliens. <laughs> They're aliens, right? Aliens, aliens, aliens. <laughs> it's aliens. What would it have looked like? The aliens. What yeah. What do they look like? aliens while they're talking about this mitch is kind of cleaning up and he notices that the water feels soft which is something right. that we actually kind of saw emily reacting to earlier but then she got distracted by finding all of the stuff in the bathroom that says right. someone is there using this bathroom at one point in the night they all go outside and there's this phosphorescent haze that's kind of blowing in <laughs> off of the ocean mm -hmm. and emily notes that it's Normally something that would happen in the water and not be airborne, right. but it just, you know, it's this really beautiful blue kind of shimmery, you know, not, it's not fog yet. It's more of just a haze. Yeah. I love this because we're veering into Lovecraft territory. It felt very, did you ever see or read Color Out of Space? Where there is something... Is that the one about the the alien that crash lands on the family's farm? Something lands in the in the well. And then there it emanates this beautiful color yeah. spectrum. And the, the movie had Nicolas Cage. Yes! Have yes, you seen this? See oh, yeah, I'm so yeah, yeah. freaking glad you've seen this. So I was definitely getting very Lovecraft, color out of space vibes from this section. And I was like, yes. Yes! Give me all the Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jane, who's high, wants to go walk out in it. So she, she does so. Randall starts to pass out on the floor. Emily and Mitch are just having a conversation on the porch. And then somehow Mitch, even though, and I know this is probably the edible, but he had told Jane, like, yeah, go walk out in it. That's fine. Right. And then notices that she actually did. And all of a sudden he's very concerned, but nobody's in the right state of mind to be handling things very well. Right. Jane's walking around in it and it's getting thicker. And it's covering right. things and she starts coughing and realizing like, oh, this is not super great. Right. And I mean, it's complicated by the fact that she clearly has some sort of cancer. So you think you don't really know what the coughing is about yet. Yeah. There's a plot reason why or a character reason why you wouldn't necessarily be concerned yet. Right. 
Right. Kind of. Kind of. Because all I could think was about breathing molds and mushrooms. I was like, know, those are spores. spores. That's spores, spores, yeah. spores. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of allergies. Right. And so I am one of those people that if I walk into a room, I can almost almost immediately tell you if there's mold or mildew. A hundred percent. In the walls. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just super sensitive You are sensitive fully to the canary in the coal mines. I totally I know the, exactly what you mean. I'm the person, if I can open a refrigerator and tell you if something in there has gone bad. Oof. Because I, I, I just, I don't know, like I smell things and it bothers my sinuses. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's super weird. So all of it, the whole time I saw this, I was like, I would never breathe that. I would die. Absolutely not. I mean, there's certainly something, an added level of living in a time where we're dealing with an airborne virus. That combined with, I just played this game where there's a whole plot about spores and breathing in spores and getting infected by spores. Those two things combined, I was like, don't do it, Jane. Don't breathe it in. <laughs> oh my God. These There's these mushrooms that grow in my yard that are these puffball mushrooms. So Oh, grow, shit. They're these big balls. They grow to be, I mean, they can grow to be about the size of a tennis ball. And if you burst them, they just release a cloud of spores. Gross. And they're, they're harmless for most people. They probably would give me breathing issues if I were to actually get one in the face, you know? Yeah. But we're not going to die from them or whatever. But there was some day where I was doing something in the yard and I kept coming across them and accidentally bursting them. And I was like, fuck this. I'm never going outside ever again. I would be so freaked out. Are you kidding me? That would. It's just such a weird paranoia, too, to just know that I breathed it in, even if it's never going to affect me. Something very primordial about a mushroom that when you touch it bursts open with spores. Yeah. It feels very jurassic yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way that that isn't bad for you yeah well and that i don't know i know this is probably strange but my brain always defaults to it developed that method for a reason yeah to surprise spread its offspring yes yes i agree completely yeah oh i don't yeah. like those mushrooms yeah 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 I don't know where we were. So (laughs) Emily comes in from being outside where it's become heavy fog and she starts to feel really, really disoriented. She's seen sunspots and she's getting dizzy. Randall is just completely out of it. Mitch has wandered off to go look for Jane. And so it's pretty much just Emily trying to figure out what's going on. And eventually she just sort of, she just passes out. Right. When she wakes up, all the lights in the house are off. The music has been turned off. It's 2 a.m. And she hears Jane throwing up. In the bathroom, which she assumes is the mixture of the medications she's on with the edible and, yeah, Right. But there is this very creepy shot where Mitch is looking out the sliver of the door. You just see his eye and then it closes. You're like, oh. And I think because I kept just waiting for that couple to turn on them, right? Because I know I'm watching a horror movie. So at some point, these super sweet people, because A, because the Mars rule, right? Never trust the people who are nice right away. Right. So I just kept (laughs) waiting for him to turn evil. So when that happens, I was like, oh, here we go. Sinister Mitch has entered the building. But, alas, he is not the thing to be concerned about. Alas, if only it were just Mitch. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Emily makes Randall go upstairs and they go to sleep. But as she's reaching over to turn off the light, she notices that there's dust particles in the air. So, it's in the house at this point. See, uh, yeah, this is why I don't trust these mushrooms and their exploding spores. They get everywhere! I know. Well, and, you know, all I can think is it's on my clothes, it's on my skin, you know, yeah. like, and it, nothing's ever come of it. It's not like I've been in the cloud of one and then later got a rash or something like that. It's just creepy. It's super creepy. 
That's real creepy. Anyway, she wakes up the next morning and it, they super slept in. And there's a moment where she is touching the window because there's a film on it and the dust is on the inside of the house on the window. Right. Yeah. And she goes downstairs to find Jane sitting in the kitchen, just kind of mostly catatonic state, right. just staring out the window. All of her pills are out, but it looks like she hasn't taken them because they're still sitting on the tabletop. And she does not look great. No, she does not look great. Her skin is doing something gross. Yeah. And she looks like mentally emotionally she's having a hard time because she's just kind of staring she's not really responding to anything she has the milky eyes of doom yep and uh mitch is not around so jane kind of stumbles her way upstairs past both emily and randall and emily and randall are kind of like why would mitch leave her well she he's got to be around somewhere so they and they had plans to go to the beach so they're both ready to go to the beach until they came across jane and now they're realizing like oh maybe we should do something about this yeah So they go to the beach, they're looking for Mitch, but then they both kind of get just exhausted, Mm -hmm. kind of, and they decide to take a minute and take a little beach nap. I was like, sunscreen, sunscreen. I know. (laughs) Don't ruin that beautiful skin, sunscreen. But it it, it seemed very much not like in a, oh, well, we'll find Mitch eventually, or we've stopped caring, we're going to have our day at the beach. It just seemed like they both suddenly were very overcome with like, oh, I just need to, I just, I just, I just got to lay down. I just got to lay down for a minute. So they lay down on the beach, which is completely empty, and it, which seems strange because it's right. such a beautiful weather, so you'd mm-hmm. think that people would want to be at the beach, but they're not. After a while laying on the beach, Randall's got to poop, and it's very sudden, <laughs> and I really felt for him. He may not have been my favorite character in this no. movie, but I really felt for him course, in that moment. Of course, of course. We've all been there. If you didn't feel bad for him in that moment, you're a monster. Because yeah. that's just... <laughs> I love, though, when he gets up and he's like, I, 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 gotta, I gotta go back to the house. And she's like, do you want to come with me? Or do you want me to come with you? And he's like, no, I, got, I gotta use the bathroom. It's a guy thing. And I'm like, is pooping a guy thing? <laughs> oh, you're right. Us delicate flowers never Never, poop. never that. I mean, maybe he doesn't know. <laughs> i mean he did drop out of college that is true he's not exactly on the chemistry track like she is so maybe he genuinely didn't know although it is funny to think that he was just panicking in the moment and was just saying anything that first right, came to mind right. to be like do not come with me right i do not want you to see what's about to happen oh my god it's like a bridesmaids yes get food poisoning look away look away <laughs> Totally. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah. yeah. um, But it is this moment where we get a pan down camera shot of the fact that he left both his shoes and the car keys on the beach. This will be important later. Yes. So Emily kind of dozes back off again. And when she wakes up, Mitch is just sitting there. Yeah. Full creeper status. Being real weird. And she does exactly what I would do. She reaches for that shirt real quick. Yo. Like, whoop, 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 button, button, button. Like, oh, I'm suddenly chilly. But he's sitting there just kind of talking about how weird it is that there aren't people and there's normally people. And he's just got a weird, he's got a strange yeah. air about him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back in the house, Randall has had a time in the bathroom, oh, the poor guy. Poor guy. And But while he's in the house, he starts hearing a lot of thumping going on upstairs. So he's calling out to Mitch, thinking that maybe Mitch came back. It's not Mitch, it's Jane. And he... Goes upstairs to help her. Back on the beach, 
Emily is getting even more weirded out by Mitch because of just his weird attitude. And suddenly he's like, I'm I'm going to go for a swim. And then he just walks into the ocean. Yeah, that scene where you just watch him go slowly into the ocean. And then that last minute where his head just dips <sighs> below the water is so well done. So well done. It was it's so chilling. good. It's absolutely chilling. And she's kind of torn like, what do I do here? What do I do here? Yeah. Because he's been super weird, but at the same time, she's watching this man kill himself. Yeah. And I thought that the woman who played Emily did a really good job of portraying that, like, I don't fucking know what to do. I can't just let this happen, but I also can't stop it. Yes. Oh my, you know, that kind of like, what even are my options at this point? And there's a certain level of disbelief. Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? I can't possibly be seeing this. He's swimming, right? He's going to swim. He's 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 going to swim. Right. And then he just disappears. Right. It's at this moment where she takes, she starts kind of walking towards the water and she steps into what looks like bits of a jellyfish. Oh, but after a moment. Is so, so is it jellyfish or not? I don't think it's jellyfish. Okay. Okay. I think it's a, it's, I think it's a new organism. Okay. But it just, it looks kind of like when you find a dead jellyfish on the beach. Yeah. Cause it, like, and there's so many of them. Yeah. yeah. I kept yeah. thinking, is this what happens to the people? Do they oh. all walk into the ocean and come back as these weird jellyfish? I don't I don't I don't know. I don't oh, know yeah. But maybe I mean what Maybe that's where all the people went. Maybe. Was... Ooh. I don't know. I mean there's n- this movie is not heavy on the explanation. It's... Which which is fine. I like. Yeah, I'm totally okay with it. But I, one of my big question marks coming away from this was, is this the jellyfish have been infested by something and they're all committing suicide on the beach? Is this something from the bottom of the ocean? Is this what happens to people who, who like Mitch, just walk into the ocean? We never get an answer. And that's okay. But I, it's definitely something where if I could, you know, sit down with the director, I'd be like, tell me more. I need to You're understand. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she steps into this jellyfish, and after a moment, and that's it starts the worst really thing burn. that could happen to her, right? Stepping on a jellyfish would be really terrible. What could get worse than that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it starts to really burn, and as she's kind of wiping it away, it looks like it looks almost like a chemical burn. Yeah. You know? But then she flips her foot over, and we get an even worse, oh, worse side effect, God. where there's just a gaping hole in her foot, and a worm coiled up inside of it. And it's moving around. It's working its way in. (laughs) I mean, because here's the thing. It's like, this is the meeting of your and my two most horrifying things, which are foot, foot and foot trauma, and parasite, which is my big thing. So this was really quite the, um, (laughs) quite the combination. Your pain... For once, my pain equaled your pain. <laughs> and I, I mean, it was horrifying. It's gross. But I, I appreciate the level of thought that went into how do we reveal that this thing is burrowing into her foot? Because something about that perfectly circular open wound being so big and that worm coiled in it was so gross. Ugh, and the way it moves. It's so the way horrifying. It's uncoiling into her, corkscrewing into Ugh. the hole in her foot. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. Yeah. So she manages to crawl her way back to the house, including up just an insurmountable so number stairs. of stairs. So many, so many stairs. stairs. 
And she makes it in the house, and she's screaming for Randall, who's not responding, which is not a which great is sign. Which is not a great sign. The house is big, but, like, not that big. No. No, no, no. And especially after all the screaming that comes after that, uh, and nobody shows up. Yeah, not a great sign. Right. So she crawls her way into the kitchen, and she uses vinegar to try to uh, sterilize the wound, which is just horrifying. The next time she looks at it, it looks like the worm, whatever the, the function of this parasite is, has started to seal closed the hole oh in order to, God. you know, protect itself from being removed. But it's still kind of sticking out a little. And so she takes some barbecue tongs and a knife and just starts digging and pulling. She sure does. Good for her that she didn't just let it be. I, yeah. I don't know. And this is where Emily truly won my respect. I was already on board with astrochemist Emily, but when she started doing parasite foot removal with a knife and some vinegar and some tongs, I was like, queen. <laughs> you are a God. fucking queen. You can join my bunker. Yes, can... she is bunker approved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because she, in the throes of pain and disgust, assessed the situation. Decided what needed to happen and then followed through. Yes. Oh, to much excruciating pain. The most horrifying thing of this is there is actually a worm that does this. Yeah. You know, oh, and I just God. kept thinking about that. The ones they have to slowly twist out of your body, the fireworms, because uh-huh. they'll break off if you if you try to be too aggressive with them. That's all I could think about. I was like, this is too real. Oh, God. <gasps> uh, and, like, the thing about this part is if you actually avert your eyes from the wound and look at the foot it's very clearly a fake foot yeah the toes are a little bit of a giveaway and at one point i just had to focus my attention on the toes so that i could re-enter my body (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is is that the way this scene is played out and what we're watching happening i don't even care that the foot is clearly fake it's it's still absolutely horrifying i'm just talking about degrees of abject horror (laughs) yeah i have no criticism of the fact that they didn't try to better i didn't need it more real i didn't need it yeah (laughs) i didn't need it i didn't need it (laughs) i think that was my reality check is every time i got a little too horrified i just look at the toes look at the toes it's it's plastic it's plastic it's plastic it's plastic but still the effect (sighs) actually at the site of the womb and womb wound and the worm itself were a plus 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 oh it's probably the most horrifying thing slideshow moment has now been added to the list yeah 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 Yeah. oof So she does manage to get the worm out. She bandages her foot. And while she's getting dressed and realizing she can't put her foot into a shoe, the wounded one, Mm -hmm. something crawls by in the background down the hallway. And that something is, unfortunately, a Randall who is not doing very well at all. No, 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 no. So she limps her way out of the hallway and finds Randall crawling because he can barely walk. He really can only walk when she's holding him up. But then out of the bedroom behind them comes Jane, who is further along in the process than anybody else milky white eyes just dribbling liquids yeah and crawling the sea phlegm was just so intense yeah yeah (laughs) so they manage to scramble their way out of the house emily tries to lock jane in by tying garden hose around the door but jane uses her own face to smash through the window The stakes change when someone face plants through a, you know, sliding glass door and does not phase them. No, that's just how they decided to exit the building. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, we've reached a whole other level. Yeah. So Emily's like, you know, where's the car keys? And they don't remember. And of course they're in Randall's shoes on the beach, which I just want to mention the most 
I mean, it's so unfortunate this is happening to them at all. But the fact that they have to do it with one shoe between the two of them. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You're there so right. There are four right. feet and one shoe. That math is not in anyone's yeah, favor. Yeah, the odds are not in their favor. Absolutely that not. That is just, it's just, it's one of those, like, a cherry on top of everything. By the way, we have one shoe. <laughs> Wow, they're just really adding trauma upon trauma for you. I apologize, Mars. (laughs) I would feel bad if I had picked this movie. I'm so glad. I wanted to see it really bad, and I'm really glad we watched it. But I'm so glad it was a you pick. (laughs) I know. If if this had been a you pick, I feel like at least half of your brain the whole time would have been sitting there going, oh, my God, she's going to break up with me. She's going to kill me. Yeah, because like, I felt like I there was a string of my picks where it was just nothing but foot trauma, and I'm just like, I think this might have been the one that broke us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need a break from all of this. All of this. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It was so horrifying and so gross, but it surpassed my ability to watch it and went into i need someone else to watch this right also. it takes a village right when a burden is too heavy you need someone else to help you lift it both in a literal and a metaphorical kind of way and i feel like this definitely qualifies for the latter it was just too heavy a burden to carry alone yeah i mean this is the foot horror version of rim of the world <laughs> <laughs> Where it was like, I need, in order for me to heal emotionally from this, Mm -hmm. I need someone else to go through it with me. I'm glad you trusted me to, to, you know, go through the struggle with you. It means a lot to me. (laughs) (sighs) Now that we've made it through that. All right. There's a few other horrifying things coming up, but nothing quite reaches worm in the foot level. Nope. That is by far the worst. Right. Which speaks to how horrifying that is, as opposed to the later things, which are pretty freaking horrifying. There's something later that is, again, another thing that... Pretty gross. As someone who has lung issues, there's something that happens later that I was just like, too real, too real, too real. But we'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) So now it's just Emily and Randall stumbling down this road, and the fog has gotten so thick that it looks... And it's going past, like, it's... I guess night has fallen, or it's just so thick that it's dark now. Right. And I, I know probably this was true for you, it was true for me, but immediately I went back to last month with all the fires. Oh, yeah, totally. Because it was that orange smoke that's just just so thick that you can't see through it and that weird color and the way it makes everything look. And so they're stumbling along, wheezing and coughing because these are spores. These are spores. It's not fog. And they see a flashing light in the distance. And, you know, Emily says, oh, someone's got to be there. I don't really know why she thinks that but sure whatever you know it's your only it's, it's the light it's, in the dark you know you gotta just cling yeah. to whatever you can yeah yeah so they get there and it's an emergency maintenance vehicle of some sort and so she leaves randall by a mailbox and gets in the car and gets on the radio to try to contact someone and it's going in and out the yeah. reception so she's only getting parts of messages about how it's not fog and be exposed and stay away and lock yourself in and, and don't all this... breathe the fog she's not taking these directions seriously enough for me this is where i start to question her spot in our bunker yeah yeah i mean i kind of attribute some of it to pain and exhaustion but yeah okay okay you're kinder than i i i just was like don't breathe the fog don't breathe get, don't get out of the car what are you... 
what do you doing? Get in the house. I know. Well, and then when they get, I know this is skipping ahead some stuff. When they get into the house and then they kind of just sit there for a moment, letting the fog in. I was like, was like you, no. when she broke the window, I was like, well, the fucking fog's going to get in. God damn it. You think that door is going to stop? You're going to stop. Anyway. The fog is coming in. I did find it kind of funny that she leaves Randall leaning on this mailbox, and then when she goes back out to find him again, he's gone, but he's just literally just <laughs> flat on his face on the ground. Yeah. The poor guy is Randall not is doing having well. a bad day. He is having a bad like day. Like, when the peak of your day is the cha-cha-chas on the beach, you're having a bad <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> yeah. 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 So she manages to get them to a house. Oh, I forgot to mention we also came across a couple of other people who are also affected. Yeah. I initially thought it was a zombie thing because it had very strong zombie. Yeah, there was big kind of... zombie energy there. Yeah, but I don't think it's zombies. It's, you know, some I mean, inexplicable. I just played Last of Us 2, which is all about fungal zombies. So, oh, well, that would. That's a thing. That would track. I mean, that like, would track. that's a real thing in nature, right? Are yeah. fungal zombies, are the cordyceps zombies of, yeah. that are insects, right? The ants. Yeah. So, I mean, that creeps me out so dude, much. Dude, me too. Me too. And that game is based on if cordyceps crossed over with humans. Oh, God. Yeah. It is. I should send you some pictures of what the zombies look like that are all fungused out, and it is fucking horrifying. See, and the the really bad part is because of the way 2020 has gone, part of me is like, why would you even breathe that into reality? Whoever came up with that, why would you even? And you know that whenever they came up with that idea because of how long it takes to produce things like that, it was probably like, oh, this is a cool idea. And mm-hmm. then it comes out and it's 2020 and we're like, don't even say it. <sighs> don't. Yeah, don't say it. In a world where murder hornets only got a week's worth of headlines. Right. Do not talk about. I mean, in a world said, where there are aliens on this planet, <laughs> yeah. got, like, we're on the cover of, of the New York Times and didn't get any fucking love. Dude, do not put that shit into the universe. No. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right, I'm going to anyway. send you this horrifying photo. You're welcome in advance. Ew. It's just, uh, it's, you know, it's not real, but it's gross. So they break into a house. They take a moment to just, you know, a little breather in the fog, which, come on. But they make it further into the house where they find a phone, but nobody's answering. We kind of get the here's more information scene. It's not necessarily one of those really irritating information dumps, but it's one of those things where the phone doesn't work. The TV doesn't work. We found an AM station and they start, we get some, some stuff about, I mean, it was hard for me to understand, but they start giving some information about what it is. Right. Which seemed a little preemptive. Right. Unless this has been happening already in other places, why would you have all this information on it? But if it's been happening already in other places, why was everybody surprised by it here? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It was a little bit like a local AM station. So maybe, I mean, it it felt to me like a nod to the fog. Did you ever see that John Carpenter movie from the 70s or 80s? Wait. Was that the one where the ghosts come back in the fog? Yes. And one of the main characters, Adrian Barbeau, is the local DJ on the radio. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. kind of felt like it was an homage to the fog. Okay. Which I kind of like. I mean, that. yeah, right? So I, I mean, I think you can forgive it a little bit when you can see what he was doing there. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like it was a little out of place if they had all this information already right. about what That's was happening. Fair. You know, but they're only saying it now you know it was one of those things that didn't really track for me Mm -hmm. i was like where did they get all this information or did they have it already and didn't share it or i don't know 
Unless it was one of those things that outside of the context of this movie, we'd been hearing about these crazy things happening at oceans in other countries and didn't think it would happen here. Right, maybe. Kind of like something else that I mean, happening. I'm not going to lie. There was, I felt like, and now obviously who knows how long this movie was actually in production. Clearly before, I mean, they would have right. been able to shoot it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just one of those things where a lot of these movies, particularly movies that have environmental overtones, have taken on a new tenor. You know what I mean? In in this post-COVID world, everything kind of feels a little too yeah. close to home, a little too real. That, a little too real. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So per all the information they're getting from the emergency broadcast and all that, Emily suggests that they just wait until morning, but Randall's really scared. I don't blame him. He doesn't look great. Things aren't going great for Randall. No, Randall's having a bad day. Emily goes searching for, you know, stuff in the house. She finds some, some, you know, bottled water and things like that. But when she goes down into the basement, she finds oxygen tanks. And previously she'd been talking about how she was getting her diving certification so that she could explore. Because a lot of what her degree has to do with, even though it's called astrobiology, it's a lot of study of the ocean floor because that... You know, they think that it could probably mimic what early life on the planet was like. Mm -hmm. So she clearly knows how to use these oxygen tanks and she checks them for air. Randall throws up something. So I'm going to revise my, I don't know what those things are on the beach. I kind of now wonder if maybe what he was throwing up was one of those things, but a small version of it. Because it did kind of look like a jellyfish. Yeah, well, and I forgot to mention it, but earlier earlier in the movie, just after the two couples meet each other, Emily goes out to smoke and she finds the worm yeah. on the, the porch. Yeah. So I feel like it's different stages of the same organism. Interesting. That could very well be. Are they the things that, like your creepy mushrooms, are releasing the spores? Yeah, see, that's what I kind of think this was, is mm-hmm. that the spores become... Because there's a part where, after Randall has his big poo... And he's washing his hands. <laughs> and and at this point, they've discovered that the tap water has turned thick. Yeah, It's that weird, thick, mucusy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just before that when it's starting to kind of thicken up and he sees it pooling in the sink and there's little things swimming around. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it's the different stages of a, of a single organism. Gotcha. Going from spore to, you know, amoeba to larva to you know jellyfish monster yeah and then we get some things of emily talking about all the different factors that go into the way something evolves and develops Mm. and how it needs a very specific set of you know and how her degree is looking into but where did that that one element that needed to create life come from and right. it was like is it by chance that it just happened to fall in and then life happened and then it became something else because another chance element dropped in or it managed to find a place with a specific temperature that allowed it to keep good you point know. so do we think that whatever this was was something at the bottom of the oceans where all life was churning and this was that it factor yeah, well, and, you know, they're talking about the global warming playing a factor. So was it something that was dormant until suddenly the, the temperature became just right, that it was able to mm-hmm. c- continue Oh, that's interesting. Yes. And it could, yeah, it could flourish because the environmental change gave it advantage underwater sea worm jellyfish. Something. Yeah. Is it something that was always there and it just didn't have the right elements in order to keep going? And then all of a sudden they were presented and then it just blew up right like it was like an algae bloom essentially yeah oh that's interesting okay very cool very cool i like this theory 
I kind of almost feel like I want to go back and watch this a second time because I'm guessing I missed a lot of things the first time through. I feel like there's probably a lot more of what she's saying. The context changes the second time through. So I kind of I kind of want to revisit this movie and watch it a second time. I think you should. I, yeah. Because I watched it twice and I did pick up more the second time. Like when they're having dinner together and they're eating the oysters and Emily's the only one who mm-hmm. doesn't eat them. And she's also the last one yeah. to be affected. And there's a part where she's talking about the development of life and things. And we get that close-up shot on the oyster and then the oyster moves. Yes. And the oyster looks very similar to what that water looks like in the sink. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. I do think I'm going to watch yeah. this a second time. I would. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need to watch the foot part a second time. There's I nothing probably second won't. There. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, I did watch it a second Good time for, you. for this, but, you know. Oof, that worm. Yeah. Oof, 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 yeah. oof, oof. Anyway, Randall's having a bad time upstairs. Emily's downstairs finding oxygen tanks, and she's testing them to make sure that they're going to work so they can breathe air that's not the fog air. But then she hears a sound. Oof. And she turns a corner in the basement and finds a horribly mutated goo person yes feeding on another dead person but kind of semi melding them together and that horrible oh god it makes my skin crawl when it does that side squirt (laughs) it's so fucking gross which is something in a different context would have seemed so cheesy and bad but here it was just so gross so pussy and jizzy Ugh. and flimmy and just fluidy i cannot fuck with it no it's no and it just it reminded me so much of some of those deep sea ocean creatures that have the vent in where they take in the water uh-huh. to filter in amoebas and algae and stuff and then they vent out everything they don't need and it just seemed like the out vent and it was oh, so gross, so gross. And whenever have the words out vent sounded gross before right those are two sort of innocuous words but you put it on a goo man and an out vent gets oh. real upsetting <laughs> <laughs> The outvent. Outvent. Ooh. Oh, God. So uh, that's horrific. And she understandably flees the basement. Upstairs, Randall has fully succumbed to whatever this yeah, is. Yeah, he's gone full and milk she, guy. Yup, yup. And she has she smashes in his head with a oxygen tank. But while she's doing that, she finds the car, the keys to a car. Yep. So you know, back in the bunker. Pluses and minuses, I guess. She's about to exit the bunker, but for right now, she's back in the bunker. Yeah, 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 for a minute. So she gets to the car. She's got her oxygen tank. She's driving to this fog. It's super thick, but she's just real disoriented. She's succumbing to the fog. Ends up so slowly crashing her car into a tree. But I get it. No judgment. Shit's going on in her brain. Yeah. But when she's got the mouthpiece in and she's struggling, and I was like, get it, girl. Get it, get it. And then she took it out. I was like, no! I know. Out of the bunker forever. I know. It was so, ugh, I know. So uh, when she comes to, the oxygen tank is just wedged in the front of the car and she can't get it out. So she just falls out of the car into a puddle, which is, you know, given that all of this came from water in the first place, puddle is where you want to be. Right. Great. Falls into a puddle, pretty much can't do anything beyond that. The next time we see Emily, she's managed to crawl her way to the beach and she's lying on the sand telling herself not to be scared. Or, I read this three okay, ways. It could yeah. be one of three okay. ways. One, she's trying to convince herself not to be scared because she's just laying there going, don't be scared, don't be scared, don't be scared. Two, 
her brain is so so far gone that all she's remembering is the last thing she told randall was don't be scared don't be scared Mm. don't be scared three because she was talking so much about the natural evolution of life and the next life that you know comes and the the way organisms develop and what becomes dominant through evolution and whatever it almost felt like she was telling us as viewers don't be scared don't be scared oh i like that interpretation that's the most chilling of them all Right, right. That's how that was actually the first time I read it was her being like, this is nature doing a nature thing. And it's just going to happen whether you like it or not. So don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. And then a wave washes over her and she disappears out to the sea. (sighs) Go hang out with Mitch. Turn into a weird jellyfish lady. And her eyes. I forgot to mention her eyes have gone milky. So she's fully... It's over. I mean, I love the grim ending, but a little part of me is bittersweet because as much as I love a super fucked up grim ending, I wanted Emily to survive, which I mean, tells you the movie did a good job of making you care about her. But I just, I I felt like she almost earned that escape. And I was just like, oh, Emily. Yeah, you know, and you know me, I do prefer the grim ending, but I, I agree. There was, there was a part of me that really wanted her to make it. Yeah. Yeah, and when she had the mouth thing, I was like, she's going to do it. She's going to get away. But no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so do, obviously you liked this movie, yes? I did. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough to sit through the foot stuff twice. Yeah? I mean, I don't know. I put that on the poster. I don't know if there's a more ringing endorsement. It's just, <laughs> I saw the foot stuff twice, Mars. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> yeah, I really liked this movie quite a bit. The end, like I said, was a little bit like, oh, kind of a letdown in that respect. And it was so inconclusive. I was, I wish I had gotten a little bit more. But overall, I really liked this movie quite a bit. I think it's a great uh, environmental cautionary tale about, you know, there's all these things on our planet that are if we keep the planet in balance stay locked away whether that's Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the ocean or trapped frozen in glaciers or in the amazon but as we continue to to slash and burn the amazon the lungs of the planet are getting burnt into becoming a savanna at this point and the oceans are warming in places where they were used to be really cold and glaciers are melting and we don't know what is locked in those things and we are our position at the top of the food chain is far more perilous than we could ever imagine. And this movie definitely does a great job of mining that insecurity and that horror. Yeah. So I I thought this was pretty great. Yeah, I did too. Same reasons where it's, it's very much like this is, I mean, maybe not exactly like this, but versions of this can and have and are happening, you know, murder hornets crossed the ocean. They're in Washington State. Right. Right. And they're still there. This is not a problem that we solved. It's just a problem that got overshadowed by other problems. Mm-hmm. And I mean, diseases like coronavirus, it, if we're not encroaching on, you know, 
in different habitats, we're not coming in contact with these viruses. Yeah. You know, uh, we're already experiencing this. We don't know exactly the origin of Ebola, but I bet you the more and more we encroach on different parts of the world, the more and more things like that are going to present themselves. The mm -hmm. earth balances itself. And yeah. we think we're the boss of the earth, but we are only the boss of the earth because of the way that it, it currently is right now. All of the, you know, millennia of evolution and have led to us being where we are now. But if the planet continues to evolve, we may not be suitable for this planet anymore. Right? And, uh, you know, that's really scary because we're on the verge of like a true ecological collapse right now. And uh, yeah, that's going to be bad for mankind. And I, I fully believe that we could very well get to the point where the planet just resets itself and right? starts over, which means that... I mean, it's done it before. Yeah, right? So, you know, that's the thing is they're like, we're using up the planet. And it's like, well, yeah, we're using up this round yeah. on the planet. Right. But It'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. We just won't be here to see it. As the great Dr. Malcolm once said, life finds a way. <laughs> it just may not be our lives. <laughs> Yeah. It may be jellyfish worms. You don't know. You don't know. But and you don't you don't want to find out. I can guarantee you that. You do not yep. want to find out. So yeah, I thought this was pretty great. Yeah, and uh, you know, even beyond the message, I thought it was beautifully shot. Yes. We talked about the shot of Mitch walking into the ocean and that was those mm. long shots of him mm. just walking were gorgeous. And there was some framing stuff that I really loved. One shot in particular was, again, when Emily and Randall are deciding they're going to go down to the beach to look for Mitch. And just the way it was framed where they were so small and the ocean was so big yeah. in front of them was just so, so much of this felt beautiful and really, thematic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just really well planned and thought out. Yeah. Which is why it was so surprising when you told me this that he both wrote and directed this and it was his first time doing either. Mm -hmm. There's so much thought that went into so much of this and so much planning and it just blows me away that this was someone's first shot. That's crazy. It's a great looking movie. And this, yeah. I love the sense of isolation. The sense of isolation and the placement of being on that, you know, on the East Coast in that sort of New England part of the world ties it back to that Lovecraft vibe. Mm -hmm. And anytime you have kind of Isolation is one of those things that I, I I always feels like absolutely heightens fear. And in this case, the sense of isolation that is unnatural and uncanny definitely as it starts off feeling idyllic. Like, oh, we have this place to ourselves. We're all on our own. But as time goes on and you realize that there should be people and they're not there, that, that once cozy feeling becomes very sinister. And I, I mm -hmm. really, I really like that. I like how they kind of drive that home subtly a couple of times. And then so that when you start seeing the neighbors show up and they've been turned, you're like, oh, that's why this feels so wrong is because these people should be living their lives out here. Yeah. It's not abandoned because it's off season it's, it's abandoned because the entire populace has been taken over by this thing mm -hmm. oh it's so creepy yeah. yeah yeah i really liked this movie mm -hmm. this is a good pick i approve i'm i'm glad you liked it yeah you I know didn't have me that... now you know what i like you, you... yeah <laughs> yeah this is a good one I didn't have any doubts the only the only doubt i had in suggesting it was that i was like i'm sure rachel's seen this already but, no. you know, that's why I'm saying the times that I pick a movie that you haven't seen, 
are fewer than the times that I've picked one that you have. So when I find one that you haven't seen, I'm like, yes, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So far, my one criticism of Shudder is just, I don't know if it's the images they pick for the movies mm-hmm. or the way they describe them or something, but I've never read a movie description that made me be like, oh, yeah, I really want to watch that. Right. It's always just like, oh, I'll watch it. And then they always turn out really good. Right. Like I told you last time. You know, nine out of ten of the movies that I've seen on Shutter, I really like. Right. It's so rare that I watch something on Shutter that I'm like, mm, yeah, it's pretty no, well right. curated. Yeah, yeah, but it's just something about the advertising. You know, yeah. the way to present them just makes it feel like everything's going to be a little lackluster. Mm-hmm. So it's hard sometimes for me to watch things on Shutter because I'm like, mm, but something else sounded so good. And so, you know, yeah. it's in the cycle now, so I have to force myself. But well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some gems on there. There really are. There really are some hinges. I'm so glad you've seen Color Out of Space. It's such a weird one. It's such a weird movie. I'm. So, I liked it though. I really liked it. Me too. And so if you like that, actually, that same director got a three picture deal, and he's he's developing two other Lovecraft stories. Really? Yeah. He's doing the Dunwich Horry next, which is one of my favorites. It's so fucked up. It's the most fucked up of all of them. Yeah, I really, I liked Color Out of Space, but it was one of those ones where it was over and I was like, I don't, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. I mean, it's Lovecraft. Yeah. It's going to make you feel fucked up. But it's, I felt like a really good adaptation because there have been other attempts at it, but how do you make color scary? Yeah, right. But I felt like this, it was, you know, it was beautiful, but also like, ooh, that does not look good. That looks dangerous. So, yeah. Anyway, that's a different movie for a different episode. I usually drink two to three Trulies during one of these episodes. I'm still on my one glass of wine because it it's, is. I'm savoring it. It's, yeah, I don't. That and it's hitting me pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that as well. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. And now I understand. You know, whenever you watch movies, there's those things that you keep seeing in movies over and over again. And you're like, that's not real. Why do we keep putting in those movies? But it's the thing where like adults get together and they're like, I brought a bottle of wine. You like, you brought one bottle of wine for four people. That's a glass per person. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, it's because oh, they're bringing wine like it's this. Good wine. Okay, got it. It's a twenty-five dollar. Um, or no, a, no, fifty dollar. Fifty dollar wine. So that's if it's four glasses. That's not twenty-five dollars. It's twenty. That's like twelve dollar glass of wine. <laughs> You know, that's... Uh... But, and it hits so hard. Yeah. That you're like, I'm, I, I'm good. Right. What's I'm saying? You get your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah. twelve fifty. Yeah, I'm getting $12.50. Okay. $12.50 of the alcohols in that. <laughs> I think just to sum it up, would you recommend this movie? I would, yes. Yeah. Me too. Absolute easy, easy recommend, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. to anybody that likes Lovecrafty kind of things. It's yeah. not a straight up Lovecraft thing, but it kind of plays with some of the sort of unfathomable, unknowable things from the deep that resonate with Lovecraft fans. So I would definitely yeah. recommend this. Same. Okay, listener feedback. We did not get any emails this week, but we do love to hear from you. So if you have some thoughts on this movie or really anything else, please do drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can head over to the Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes. And if you're looking for something to watch tonight, head over to the Zombie Girls website and check out our VOD and streaming calendars. We keep track of all the things that are available in the horror and horror adjacent genres in our calendar so that you can see what's coming up and click through to where it's actually available right now. For those of you sticking around for the Patreon extended episode, we're going to be talking about 
spooky things that have come out of the ocean. And if uh, that sounds like something you want to be a part of, then you should definitely check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls. And we have lots of bonus episodes and additional content on all of our episodes that you definitely do not want to miss out on. So uh, yeah, check it out. All right. So that just leaves our plan for the next episode. And it's a me pick. And I was having a hard time picking something this time. But I'm going to cheat again and pick something that I need to watch for the end of the year (laughs) (laughs) that I'm guessing you haven't seen yet because it's fairly new. Okay, It's on Amazon Prime. And it is part of the, there was a, four movies from Bloomhouse that they put out on Amazon Prime. They're Amazon Prime exclusives. Did you watch it? Okay, I've seen... I've seen ads for the four, but I haven't seen any of them. Perfect. Okay. They're actually going to do another set of four, apparently. But I picked a movie called The Lie. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this one is directed by Venus Sud, who did... Did you ever watch... um, God damn it. My brain is trash. One glass of wine. I know. What? Uh, Did you ever watch The Killing? No, I don't think so. What was that? It was a TV series about a girl was murdered and it was set in Seattle. So it was like very rainy and cold and dark and it was really, really great series. Anyways, it's by her and it is about a man and his wife fall into a web of lies and deceit when they try to cover up their teenage daughter's horrific crime. Ooh. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So let's check that one out for the next episode. Fingers crossed it's good. I haven't seen it yet. So unlike this one where you were able to be like, yeah, I got a solid choice. This one is a total question mark. You know, and I love those. I love it when we find one that neither of us has seen. Yeah, when we started this podcast, I was really picking things I'd seen before that I just wanted you to see. And I think you have made me braver because you would always just be like, I have no idea what this is going to be. Let's watch it. <laughs> and sometimes they've been, you know whatever they were fun to talk about but you know and but then once in a while we find some amazing hidden gem that we never would have found if you hadn't just been like fuck it i like this poster let's do it so yeah and you know what no matter what i do not regret mermaid down right not a not a bit of me (laughs) mermaid down oh my god what a movie (laughs) i'll never get over that movie what a fucking movie so yeah oh my god next episode the lie all right okay marzi you want to take us out Thanks for coming back, folks. If you want to play along, we will be watching The Lie on Amazon Prime. And we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Good night, folks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for the show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links.